0: Bare Naked, Bare Naked, ABCs. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABC's where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song alphabetically from 7 to Y. And this week we actually discuss a lady, not just the Bare Naked Ladies we discussed Jane specifically so maybe, maybe. we don't know that for sure I I don't want to speculate on that no okay. no thank you but we'll Je- get the version of the song she probably is <laughs> and joining us tonight if you haven't heard already is Jeff thank you for joining us Jeff <laughs> and also joining us tonight we have Stefan welcome Stefan hello there and uh, we don't have Aaron tonight so I can't ask him Aaron what album is this off from?
1: Well, it's clearly got lead vocals by Stephen Page. Uh, this one was a hard one to place for me. I don't think it's from Stunt. I don't think it's from Maroon. I would put money that it's not from Gordon. Uh, the closest feel I got, although it's a fairly different kind of song, is Alternative Girlfriend, so I'm going to guess Maybe You Should Drive. Yeah? Nice.
0: Yeah, you got it. Nicely nice. done, sir. It is often better favorite.
1: Yeah, it's a good album. I mean, I like that was also um A, right? A is a good song. I like that one yes. a lot. Yes.
0: And this is this is the opener for this album. I don't know if I would put it as an opener, but this is the opener.
1: Yeah, it seems like an odd choice for an opener. That seems like a middle album track to me. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing.
0: No, it just it, it doesn't it's have a, a lot of mellow. It,
1: it's, yeah, it's it's a ballad. So I mean, <laughs> interesting. So Jeff,
0: what album is this off from? Uh, this
2: song is off my favorite Bare Naked Ladies album, Maybe You
0: Should Drive. And what what part of the album is it on? It is the opening track. Oh, okay. I was I was worried then. So Jeff, who wrote that song? Uh, this this song is a Duffy Page song. It is um, so interestingly enough, I mean, this is very much a Duffy page and, very and BNL I think recognizes that because they have only played it three times since Steven left the band. Steven, however, has played 116 times in concert since he's left the band. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Steven song.
2: I can see how he would own this song
0: hmm
2: uh-huh. You should own this song. I mean, oh. not too much right now. This is a fantastic song. And if oh, yeah. you heard it. Here's a snippet. Sang her songs while she
1: my hair.
0: You're taking all of my lives tonight. What the heck? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you have all my notes? Are you like reading through my notes? It's got all your research right? Here.
2: <laughs> How did you get that? On the Google Drive. Oh, that would do it. You sent the wrong thing. You didn't send your parts to the song that you're recording. You sent
0: all the Okay. Notes. Well, then do you know Stephen Duffy's favorite line of why this is his favorite song? Do I know what his favorite line is? On the yep. D- Stephen
1: Duffy Stephen Duffy.
2: Is- Duffy Duffy Duffy, no, I don't know. I can speculate, but
0: I do not know. His favorite line is, Jane doesn't think a man can ever be faithful. And he thinks this is the greatest song that they ever wrote together.
2: And it doesn't surprise me, because let's be honest, even page songs tend to be about guys not being (laughs) faithful. But this time he is,
0: just the girl thinks that he's not. To be yes, he's not giving. She's not giving him the chance that's, to be ashamed. That's true. So, do we want to talk about lyrics or music first? I, I am ready to talk about anything with this song. I love this song. So, uh, yeah, me me too. So let's. Music is uh,
3: kind of kind of always gone first. All right, I think. Sure.
1: I guess we can go with that. We don't have Aaron to, for the break. All right, so I don't have a full breakdown uh, due to life work balance being in disarray this week, but. <laughs> It was recorded at about 127 beats per minute, and it is in the key of A major. Although for a while, I was thinking it might have been in E major. There are a lot of chords that straddle both keys, and I found that interesting, especially because of the lyric, I can't decide which side I'm on. I thought, maybe that's them being programmatic or self-aware, but uh, I like that. That was a nice little touch. I mean, it's a, like I said, it's a ballad. Let's discuss. It's a very
0: simple song when it comes down to who's playing which instruments, except for a couple major things. First of all, they're playing acoustic instead of electric, which, if you listen to the Stephen Duffy version, we'll get to in a little bit. That is done in electric. I personally like Stephen Page's choice to go acoustic with that lead guitar for one section, and we'll talk about
2: later. There's one
0: part of the Duffy version I actually do prefer. Okay, excellent. All right. Um. So the other major, big, important change in this is—sorry, my my screen keeps flipping around—is Andy. Andy on the hand hammered dulcimer during leading into the chorus and leading out is beautiful. I think his choice of what song, what instrument to play on the song, instead of just going with keys or xylophone, he picks like the perfect instrument to make this. I, I can't put a word to what it is that he brings differently to the song. But I just I could not hear it on either a xylophone or on a on a keyboard or a synth. And when he plays it in, synth in, in on the live version with Conan, it's like, nope, not quite right. There's, it's not perfect.
3: It's definitely got music that I could listen to all day long without words or anything. It's just music intertwined with the vocals is just really harmony. And it's just beautiful. I really like how the music all fits together um and it's easy listening um and it's original creative and um definitely it's uh you know it's definitely professional level
0: one of the things i think i like about the song is what you hear right off the bat that lick at the very beginning it goes throughout the whole song but what a great intro to the song
1: Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, the instrumentation on this song is gorgeous. Um, Stefan really nailed that home. I think um I definitely agree with with doing this acoustically. It's a beautiful song. Uh and um vocally, Steve sounds fantastic on this. Huh? Um, the harmonies are great. There's some really good playback stuff that will happen later. Um one thing I love about this song is... Um, let me pull up my lyrics just so I make sure I get this right. Uh, it's something they do that I think is kind of unique in the third chorus. <laughs> uh, or the or the third... You were going to say I this? Know. Go right ahead.
0: Take that one.
2: Uh, I actually like in the third verse... When they do the The girl works at the store Saint Jane, uh, does, Sweet Jane, Saint Clare. Still dazzled yeah, then, by her smile While I shop there So the background singers sing the next line of the song Still dazzled by her smile While I shoplift
0: the there The girl then, works then, at the store Sweet Jane St. Clair Yeah, they swap those I don't
2: know why they made that choice but I absolutely love it I think that's brilliant And Stephen
0: Duffy does it in his version as well So it's it's a part yeah. of the written song I don't yeah, like you had said, I don't know why they you
2: choose don't hear that. that very often. That's a, that was a really uh unique choice and I'm I like mm-hmm. it a
0: lot. It's it's interesting and is and they don't do it for the rest of the course because in the rest of the course it's an echo it's just for those first right. two lines.
2: Right. That is the only time they do it and I think that's uh um, a really really unique choice but I think it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's,
1: it's very it's, un- it's unusual for it the just... background
2: vocals to give you the next line to begin right. with. I and mean, that doesn't happen
0: very
3: often. It's one of my by far, it's one of my favorite parts yeah. of the song. Is how it comes together. It's like everybody's working as a team, and it, it's just brilliant. You know, it works out. It very almost well. takes you
2: away from the fact that they throw in a little yeah. lyrical switch on you because the original line is uh, "still dazzled by her smile while I shop there." Now we throw in the "still dazzled by her smile while I shoplift there," and so you get that little twist there too. It's a really neat little. Uh, technique that they do
0: there. Well, and a lot of people have, have, uh, when we were talking about, or when I was looking up meanings on songmeetings.com this week and and looking up on other websites, people, like, have torn apart what that could possibly mean, that one word change. And I will totally agree with him. Stephen doesn't randomly do that for no reason. I'm sure there's right. a reason behind it, but I just love that moment so much. I don't want to tear it apart. I want to just love it. I researched
2: it. that too. I was on song meetings too because I was curious about that and I was yeah, I was uh, interested to see what people had to say about and that. Some
0: people went really dark mm-hmm. on, on what that one word yep. change yeah. means. Huh? <laughs>
3: <laughs> he might you know was creative maybe he thought of shoplifting maybe he has shoplifted. well they went we so know. dark as to like imply right. that
0: he shoplifted because he, know- he was trying to get back at her because he was angry with her at this point in the song for all the rejection he would faced so therefore he was getting back at her by shoplifting and putting her in a precarious position of either having to report him or watch him shop I'm like whoa way overthinking <laughs>
2: And and I can kind, but I can kind of see yes. that though, because we have gone through two verses and choruses and even a bridge of him trying so hard to win her over and try and get her attention, that um, the line isn't "I'm dazzled by her smile while I shop there." It's still dazzled by her smile. So this is a progression. This has come later, yep. and I can see that. Like he's now vindictive. Yep. He doesn't care anymore. <laughs> like I'm just gonna steal from your store if that gets your attention. So be it. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Like he's he's just kind of lost all his uh, um, his rationality at this point. He's just like I'm just I just want Jane so bad,
3: <laughs> and no wonder she questions his faithfulness. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: he's shoplifting from her freaking <laughs> store.
0: I I always thought it was such an innocent song. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I really I I under. Estimated what that was, and just thought it was Stephen Page being and Stephen duffin being funny and like ha ha ha. Do you get our little mm-hmm. our little churn there? Like that's kind of funny, right? But yeah, it does paint a very dark picture of where this relationship has gone. That's, that's a Page Duffy thing, though. I mean, to take
2: a song that does that and it is—I do think it's a Sweet and Innocent song. And Jane is a great character. Like she's tired of being hurt. She's tired of being ripped apart. She's just tired of men becoming lovesick jerks and and not being faithful. And so she, I don't even think she's vindictive towards this guy. I mean, she's even like, let's be friends. They do spend time together. And, uh, but he just can't get that into his head. So I think this is a Steven Page character again, where he's so ticked off that nothing he's doing matters. He's not even seeing that, you know, Jane's doing her best here, so. Um, but he does get vindictive at the end. I still think it's a sweet and innocent song, which is a the little... There's a little vindictiveness there on the part of the narrator.
0: <laughs> and see, I never thought of it as vindictiveness until I read that review, because to me it was always just a funny little thing, and it was just a innocent, like, okay, some people shoplift. It's a small little thing, like he's taking some gum or something like that. Like, it, it's a small little, like, he's so comfortable with her now that he feels like he can just do that. It's still wrong, right. but he just, like, it's a comfortability thing. But I see the darker side of that. But it doesn't come through with the I music. I kind of
2: wish Allie was on tonight, because I feel like she would bring a different viewpoint to this mm. than what we're saying, too. I think she would do that as well. But, yeah, I always I always took it as him being a bit vindictive that he keeps being friend-zoned. You know? And he, he can't accept that. You know, he can't accept that these, these two are... She sees him as a good friend, and he wants more.
0: And, and I totally think he, he totally cannot accept it. I just never saw the right. darker side of it. Um, <laughs> but I, I love this unrequited love. And, and the thing is, is the, song of the, the sound of the song is very soft and sweet and romantic. But the unrequited love behind the song is is much different, once again, like Duffy and Paige like to do than what is being sounded through with the music.
2: And we've talked about that before. I mean, I think Aaron has said this, and I've said it as well, and you've said it. I mean, a lot of us like those songs that don't sound quite like what they're saying. So they sound peppier or happier or um, more romantic than what the underlying message is. And I do think that most of the song falls along with that. Um, it is a guy who's in love. He loves this girl. And like so much, he's like trying everything to impress her. Um, and for all her rightful reasons, she just doesn't want to requite that. Um, but yeah, he does. I do like, I do feel like that last verse is a very Stephen page Duffy verse where there's a little, there's a little darkness to it. Like, like how, how am I even going to steal from your store if it'll get your attention? <laughs> like, I don't know how long this happened after the letter to the bridge. Cause he wrote the letter, um, saying life could be better by being together is what I cannot explain to her. Um, I don't know how much longer this happened. I feel like some time has uh, transpired from the letter till now, but he's still going to the story. He's still trying to get her attention. Well,
0: and so I want to bring that up because the inter. What, what struck me as interesting about that line is the earlier in the song, he says they're living together. Not, not as a couple. I've always taken that as in like roommates and, and she wants roommates. He wants more couple type thing, but, it, it's more like, at least in her version, in her view, is more of roommate's type of relationship. But later on, he sends her a letter that should have gotten there yesterday. He doesn't know if she got it yesterday. Is he now no longer in this apartment with her at this point? That he doesn't know what that she's gotten this letter? And that he didn't just leave it on the table instead? He sent it through the mail. I think that's where you have to listen to the Duffy
2: version, which has a very different line. Yeah, let's
0: talk a little bit about that line.
2: I think that's that's a big switch Well, we'll Actually, we'll, we'll come back to that line. But yeah,
0: why don't we come back to the Duffy that version? That changes
2: a lot of things if
0: you listen to the original. Yeah, to, well, to the Duffy version, because they both wrote it together, and then Dude, they both right. recorded yes. it separately and released it about the same time. Um, so original versus like who who changed it there's a lot of changes and we'll come to that but yeah uh definitely there's a lot of changes between the two and which one which one is original is an interesting thought Good point. um Ooh. i i always once again went really innocent with this song there are a lot of people that went really dark with this song and really dark on Jane. Like I always thought my personal opinion with, with Jane was that this was a girl who liked the narrator, but wasn't, could have possibly been romantically inclined toward him, but didn't want to get into relationships because she doesn't trust money at this point. Cause she's been burned before. Um, but, man, some people had some really dark takes on her. Like, this is a woman who's leading the narrator on. Um, she's a girl that loves being admired by men, but doesn't want to waste her time with any of them. I don't see I'm that. I'm like, I've never yeah, seen I that. I can't
2: see that in this. I never saw that. Yeah. Um, no. Some of these takes. I've always seen Jane as a character who's been hurt so many times that she just has trouble now committing. Because she doesn't want to be hurt again. Um, every man becomes a lovesick jerk. Uh, doesn't think a man could ever be faithful. She's been burned so many times. She just doesn't want to make that leap anymore. At least for now. Uh, that's why she thinks it's cooler if we just stay friends.
0: Yeah. you know. And maybe she, she, she
2: maybe she isn't
0: romantically inclined toward the narrator. Like Maybe to her, yeah. she has this really good compatibility, but she doesn't feel any romantic relations toward him
3: and there's a break i agree with you there's a break your heart thing here
2: again too which is um jane decided only cowards stay will traitors run i mean break your heart is about someone who stays because he's a coward he stays in a relationship that's he doesn't want to be in because he himself admits i'm a coward i don't want to i don't want to leave i don't want to break your heart um and also intermittently we kind of talked about that um there's definitely a trend here with page lyrics, and uh, I see that too. Like James decided, only cowards stay; traitors run. Well,
0: um, and a lot of females really identified with that line. Um, looking in and, and, and Pixie 86 put it the best. Um, but they all seem to kind of identify with that line a little bit of she said, Jane, did, so that with that line, it refers to that men stay with her, not because they loved her, but because they were too insecure to be alone. So the cowards and then right. the men that didn't were betrayed. And a lot of people were, were kind of like, were believing that this is a kind of for a, um, common belief about males by females, um, that leads women to want to go more after the traitors and, and the people who are, uh, not as kind because at least they're not cowards. And that belief that they have to be either cowards or traitors, and those are the only two choices makes them want to right. lead toward the traitors instead and, and the bad boys, so to speak. I found that very yeah, right, interesting. Yeah. Um because yeah, like the good guys are always like, hey, why won't you pick me? And if that's true, like Jane's point, like, well only a coward would stay would lead to why someone would do that.
3: <laughs> Is this implying that there's no real men in Canada?
0: <laughs> I think it implies there's no real men anywhere. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I and mean, from Jane's you know, at least. But... At a... Yeah, <clears throat> come on now. A real man should be like: I'm not a coward. I'm no traitor. So, fuck <laughs> it up, Janie. <laughs> I'm you know? kind
2: of. I'm very team Jane on this song. I should say, I'm very team Jane because I do feel like she is just looking for a man that wants her for her. Mm-hmm. Um, every man becomes a lovesick jerk, or they're a coward. They stay because they don't want to leave, or they're a traitor. They're a cheat. That's what she's experienced. She's just mm-hmm. looking for a guy that's going to be there for her, um, but she's not quite ready to take that leap yet because she's been hurt so much. That's how I've always been. I've always been very Team Jane on this song. Yeah. Um, you
0: know. Which, it, it, being Team Jane does not make you anti-narrator either because it's not right. like they're opposing forces in this song. They do have different... Um, different... <sighs> Uh, motives in this song, but they're not at odds against each other necessarily. Well, a rational person doesn't start shoplifting oh. because they don't get what they okay. want. Okay, once again, I, I took that a much more innocent type <laughs> type way. So, like, I I never took that as a as the vindictive line that other people yeah. have taken that to be. And it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't oh. feel like the end of the song. Like he is vindictive vindictive or even throughout the song like he's having that kind of anger toward her. Other than the shoplifting. Other than the shoplifting. Other than shoplifting. I, I still story. kind of
2: feel that though, because he has to throw in that little hint that there's there's no Juliana next to my oven. This is what I'm doing. You brought me yeah. to this because you put me in the friend zone. So I I do feel vindictiveness there, but I can see if someone doesn't, you know. I don't want to take away from the sweet innocence of the song because I think it's a very sweet and innocent
3: song. What does that mean, no Juliana next to me, oh. Evan? Go, go ahead, Jeff.
2: You, you want me yeah. to do it? Okay. So that's a, that's a very, yeah, it's a it's very a topical reference. Um, it references uh, Juliana Hatfield and Evan. I can't think of his Dondo. last name. Dondo. Um, Juliana Hatfield is a um, – I can speak for her side. She's a, a Canadian musician and actually one of my favorites, and I absolutely Boston. love – She's Boston. Okay, she is American. Okay. Okay. Um, but she was in yeah, oh, she is Boston. Okay, she's a, But she was an indie rocker. Um, I, no wonder good. But yes, I mean, I know. Um, I know, I haven't really followed her uh, since probably the early 2000s. But she put out a lot of uh, indie albums and absolutely amazing. Just an amazing artist. But they're referencing. Uh, relationship she had with, uh, Evan It's an, audio.
0: which is interesting. Cause so okay. they were kind of seen as the quintessential alternative couple of, of the nineties. Um, and it's interesting because even though they were in a relationship they were never in a fully physical relationship, even though people questioned and wondered. They were each other's mentors. They were each other's um, muses. Muses, thank you. That's the what I was going for. Uh, they, were each muses and, they were each other's muses. And a lot of their music and a lot of their lyrics were mm-hmm. inclined to each other. Also, people sometimes overread into the lyrics and, and things were not about each other. But it's interesting because later they they didn't end up together. They broke apart um, very amicably, and they are still extremely well. They're very, they're still very good friends, um, and they still write together. They still do tours together musically um, and sing together on stage. Um, but the interesting thing is, like a couple years later, um, for Vox Magazine. Um, Juliana was arguing about one of the one of the songs that had been put out there, uh, one of the albums that had been put out there. I think it was a Soul Asylum album, and saying that it wasn't very good, um, and in saying so. Um, the next, like someone came out and like slashed at her and said. Oh, well, that, you know, she said something about how the new Soul Asylum album wasn't punk or that someone putting it down wasn't punk rock by it to insult Soul Asylum. Um, and so the other person came back and said, Oh, well, it's not what, and it's punk rock to have to give away your virginity to Evan Dondo. Um, at which point she just literally wrote a lambasting article when, Uh, kind of tearing apart and I will put it into the notes because it is wonderful to see her just tear them apart. Um, that it's none of their business. But when it comes down to it, no, she never did give her virginity to Evan Dondo and never had sex with him. And it's none of their business. But you know, since people are wondering and it's none of their business, no, it never happened. Um <clears throat> It just never, it wasn't like I didn't want to with him. It was just, it just never happened. And so I think it's interesting that like, here is this song that where Stephen page is talking about a friend zone type of relationship and he references these two people unintentionally i think because obviously no one at that time knew and they were seen as this quintessential alternative love couple but the juliana was doing the uh jane to to evan at that point in time <laughs> in some way
2: and as I have heard, and you probably could uh, 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 correct this because you've read, I think, all of Stephen Page's diaries at this point. Um, <laughs> I believe Stephen Page would like he had a crush on Julian Hatfield, right? I, I've read that he has this huge crush on her, and and uh, he uh, actually thought that this name drop in the song would would draw attention to her. You know, she would actually pay attention to the song. It was the shoplifting. <laughs> This was the shoplifting of the song by name dropping <coughs> Juliana Hatfield in this yeah. song.
3: <laughs> so I. Maybe he was interested in Evan.
0: <laughs> no, he did come out and say that he was trying to get Juliana Hatfield's attention by, by putting her into the song. Ah. Uh.
3: Is that uh, the reference to "No Promises" as Vegas Heaven? Is, is that related to the Juliana
0: and Ooh.
3: Evan scenario? It's the long- You, you oh.
0: ask an interesting question. Hold on one second. You know more about Juliana Hatfield than the Hatfield Three, uh, Jeff. Was that as Vegas Heaven a reference to Juliana and the Hatfield Three? That is a good question. It would have had to have been something that was out prior to nineteen ninety four,
2: right? Prior to. Uh...
1: Maybe you
0: should try it. Love is Heaven. That's 2011. Uh, there's a lot of lyrics with Heaven in them, but it comes out much later than 1994. I'm going to make a guess that there's a possibility that that is a a reference to Jul- Juliana Hatfield or a song that she wrote or a song that Evan Dondo wrote.
1: Right. My yeah. guess is
0: more closely Juliana Hatfield um, because once again he was trying to get her attention... Um, when writing this song, I can't... So he would reference
2: something she did. Right.
0: I can't find anything right now, but uh, does not mean that there isn't, because she is very prolific and has a lot of information that I... (laughs) that it would take me a long time to go through. But that's a great point, Stefan.
3: I was just wondering, because I'm also curious uh, to see what your thoughts are on what it means...
0: So the vague is heaven is I think this this uh, push pull and if it's not referencing a song specifically by Juliana I think it's that push pull of like being vague being distant kind of keeping me at this distance from and, and heaven is kind of this vague type of concept where where we don't know what it looks like or what it feels like um, but
3: and it's never been proved to exist
0: right. Um, so I think the Vegas heaven is probably more toward that concept, like that that Jane is being very vague about their relationship and very distant with their relationship. And that's kind of what he's, he's kind of getting to. And also Juliana and Evan were very vague about their relationship at this point and refusing to tell people if they were in a relationship or not, or, or what that kind of defined itself as, which I think also goes back to what Stephen's referencing. Although he says no Juliana to my Evan, which implies that there's a very romantic relationship there
4: yeah
3: yeah i uh I, I kind of like the um, references to uh biblical things uh in the song, even kind of comparing <laughs> her with Jesus in the sense uh-huh. of bringing her frankincense and myrrh. Um, and it's kind of interesting <laughs> that he would worship her in that sort of way. And I believe that's what it's in reference to.
1: Yeah,
0: no, and and him saying that she that he worships her and the ground that she walks on, and I, I personally, that's one of my favorite lines in the song. Um, I oh, yeah. love I love that play on words, but I also love the fact that she denies him and she thought that I was making fun of her. Like she doesn't see it as him. Like yeah. I worship you. She's like, you're teasing me. That's rude. That's mean. What are you doing? Right.
2: And I, I, I kind of I see it that way too, because I've, I've talked to um, a lot of uh, friends of mine that are, that are women and uh, being on the, 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 you know, going on uh, dating apps or going on, you know, online dating, that kind of thing. And the guys that will. Go overboard on this stuff. And and hopefully this does not become offensive. I don't mean it that way. But there are a lot of players out there that will play the same cards. The dog's in the picture, The cat's in the picture, The niece or the nephew's in the pitcher. Um, you know, they'll, they'll show up with the flowers and everything. There are some really nasty guys that don't have the right intentions that can play all those cards um, to win someone over. And a lot of times it works. And then people end up getting hurt mm-hmm. because they – they see that that thing and it's not true it's not real. Right. I feel like Jane sees that. She's she's seen all the gifts. She's seen all the presents. She's seen all the tricks. And you know, you you showering me with these gifts like I'm a saint or I'm your savior or you know, I should be worshiped. I feel like she sees through that because she's been through this. Before.
0: But I'm going to change it. I don't think it's she sees through that. I think she misperceives what that is because I think that this person honestly does have. I mean, he says that he. She makes him feel like he's fourteen again. He's not just like trying to win her affections for no reason. Um, I don't feel like this is a, a a a bad narrator, an asshole narrator that is is trying to gain her affections. He's honestly, truly trying to. Please right. her and make her happy. And I'm not saying she, um, I'm not
2: saying he's not. I'm just saying that that and she's probably seen this before from guys that yes. were. So even though this guy's intentions um, for the most part are good, um, you know, I don't. But see, here's my thing. I do take this song darker because I don't know if this guy's this this intentions necessarily are as good as we give him. Jane doesn't think a man could ever be faithful. She isn't giving me the chance to be shameful. That's a weird line for someone that's perfectly innocent to me. I see what you're saying. She isn't giving me the chance to be shameful. (laughs) I see what
0: you're saying. The perfectly innocent guy wouldn't say that. (laughs) I I, I see what you're saying, but I I feel like it comes down to two things. I think, one, and this is me making that innocent approach, which is weird for me to not go dark, um, but I really see it as that innocent of, like, she's not giving me a chance to make mistakes. She's not giving me a chance to not be perfect, but still love her. Um, and then he had to find a rhyme for faithful and, and went with shameful. Um, I, I just, that's where I feel like he's going. Oh, oh,
2: oh.
0: I, you have almost never
2: said anything I disagree with, but that is the first time I disagree vehemently with something you okay. said. Like, I don't think that that was just a random rhyme. That wasn't just to find a rhyme. <laughs> I I think this song is way more deliberate than that. Because if you look at the rhyme scheme throughout the song, it is positively brilliant. Um, The first chorus, the double rhyme, Jane divided, but I can't decide which side I'm on. Jane decided, rhyme, divided, decided, only cowards stay while traitors run. There's a double rhyme there. The third verse has the uh, double rhyme there too. Um, Jane's desired by the people at her school at work. Jane is tired. So there's a there's very deliberate rhyming in this song, and I do feel that that line is a little bit more cringy um, as far as the narrator than what it lets off. Well,
0: and see, I think that first that first part that you were just talking about, I think is more him putting a spotlight on Jane and her thought processes than more so than him. That's him saying like Jane's divided and. I can't decide which side I'm on or she can't decide which side I'm on. The two choices are that I'm either a coward or I'm, I'm a traitor. And she's decided that those are the two options. There's no other options in this world. I don't agree with that, but that's what, that's what she keeps dichotomizing right. this world into. And I think that's what he's trying to say. There is like, she's, she's dichotomized this world into something to decide which, which category I'm in, but I'm not in either.
2: And I will agree with you that he's very deliberate with his rights. I can't quite quite see the guy as innocently as maybe you can on this. Um, Like, he even wrote the letter. Life couldn't be better by being together. Um, I think in his mind, like, he's just doing everything he can. But there's there's still a bit of a shakiness there on him. And when he doesn't get his way... Um, he's going the extreme. He's going to go into her <laughs> Shop store. The store Shop she works list. in, she's gonna, he's going to shoplift because he'll get attention. That's right. Uh, she'll get in trouble. Something will happen. At that point, he doesn't even care. So I don't think the guy is, in my view, as innocent as um, maybe the
3: – Because that woman deserved
2: it. <laughs> right. Dude, how could she friend zone me? I brought her presents. I know. I sang her songs. I, I was a good guy. You know, the whole thing like the good guy always goes, the people that always say, like, oh, women don't want good guys. <laughs> and that all kind of thing. And you always say to yourself when someone says that, are you, though? Are you the good guy? <laughs> but, um,
3: I got gold at the pawn shop like, finding frankincense and myrrh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he's still dazzled by her smile while he's shoplifting there. He's still enamored. He is. Yeah. So why would he be vindictive at that point if he's still dazzled? Because he's because he's he's to the point where whatever he wants,
2: he's so in love or he's so um, uh, he's so enamored by her or so infatuated that you know he's not thinking rationally. He's not thinking long term. He's not thinking what is this woman actually looking for in me? What has she been through and what is she looking for being me? What do I actually need to do besides just? um stuff the arbitrary on the surface stuff um to prove myself to her uh like i feel like he 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 didn't you know he just didn't quite get it enough and so he did something
0: uh extreme because of that i just can't go there a little bit of a shit i just i i have i i still have that very innocent look with it you see all good in people. Yeah, you're you're seeing the song with rose colored glasses, well, Rossi,
2: and that's fine. I mean I, I mean I like yeah.
0: that. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something there's something sweet and innocent about the way this song feels, even at the end, I think. Um and and the fact that the chorus doesn't reflect the same thing that he's saying might Shows, says to me again, it might just be having him having fun because the the chorus, the Greek chorus behind him, that is echoing the his lines before he says it, um, is they say still dazzled by her smile while I shop there. Yeah. So yeah. that's an interesting choice as well. They're not changing their their lines for whatever reason.
2: The background, yeah, the background vocals don't change. Yeah, that makes sense. So, that's true. <laughs>
3: He needs to get out more. There's way There's more, more fish in the sea. The narrator.
2: Yeah, nuts. Just don't, uh, so. you know, don't don't set your anchor down on Jane. She's she's not having it. She's not
0: not her thing. No,
2: you're not her thing. Just deal with did,
0: it. Did you guys have a um, a movie that you thought of when you heard this song? I I personally thought this song should have been part of a soundtrack. Um, I thought that it was. Bulls no. for all <laughs> Con, con Air. <era>. no how <laughs> how was this song not the leads like long haired i don't get how this song was not the lead song the the titular song about something about Mary and they didn't change the name to Jane other than they wrote that movie based on this song, and we're like, oh no, that's hitting too close to home. We gotta change the name and not include the song at all because that's where we got this whole idea. Because something about Mary is... Because Mary has two syllables and Jane has one, and you would throw off the... Dallas no, course? because something about Mary is the <laughs> we, movie re- epitome of this song. Saint Clair.
2: Well, yeah, but just try it. Just let's just like humor me. The girl works at the store. Sweet Mary Saint Clair. Well, no, no, no.
0: But why would they? I think they changed. <laughs> I think they changed something about Mary. I, I think originally it was based on this song. And they're like something about yeah, you, and they're yeah. like, no, we can't. We it's too close. They're gonna. They're totally gonna know that. That's what this. That was where we picked up this song. I see. It really I mean, this there is not a closer song to a movie unintentionally, I don't believe.
2: I mean you're gonna yell at me, but I've never seen there's something about Mary. Oh. I don't see the reference, uh, but that's I've fine. Never seen that movie, actually.
1: I don't know
3: how you I don't see how catching no. your um, beans and franks into a zipper relates to something at all. Tracy so, shaking his head like it's the superior He's, no, just he's
2: determined to prove this point, that this song was clearly the inspiration for There's Something About Mary.
0: Yes. Okay, so here's the premise. A man gets a chance to meet up with his dream girl from high school, even though his date with her back then was a complete disaster. I, I think that's a horrible sum- summarizing of what this movie is. So here's a guy who has idolized someone he's known since high school, That everyone is infatuated with, every male that comes in contact with her becomes infatuated with and wants to become her boyfriend, um, and she can't see any of them as anything other than bad choices. Does that not sound like the epitome of this song? Yeah, but it also sounds like the conversation I've had with every female friend
2: I have in their thirties. Okay, but
0: this movie came out. There are no good men out there. There are no good men. <laughs> like that's totally like ones.
2: how many conversations have you had with with um, you know women in their thirties and forties
0: that say that there are no good men out okay, there? Okay, but
1: there's, there's something <laughs> about
0: Mary came out four years after this was this was made after the song was released, and I mean, you, I just. That's about how long it would take to write and produce and film and put out a movie. I don't know. I just I have a feeling. I don't know. I just feel like that. It's, it's you might be. You might be right. I might be crazy.
2: Maybe right. <laughs> I may be crazy. Oh, but it you just maybe. Oh, just get me started on Billy Joel. I should start uh, my own Billy where, Joel pilot. Where is Phoenixville?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, coming soon, the Billy Joel ABCs. So the other thing I wanted to ask you guys is, do you know where this song came from? The head of Stephen Duffy and Stephen Page. Yes. What was their inspiration (laughs) Uh for this song?
2: An intersection? What? A crossroads. It was a crossroads between, uh, what, what was it?
0: James Street and
2: St Clair Avenue. That
0: is where they got the name. That is where they got the name. However, this was actually from the six months that Duffy was living with Stephen Page in Canada in his home while they were doing the writing. Um, Duffy walked into a health food. Does Stephen like Stephen? Duffy walked into a health food store in Toronto and saw someone that he had a crush on never found out her name, and Steve? wrote this song about her, and then came up with the name Jane St. Clair in the way that you mentioned, Jeff, by looking on a Toronto map and seeing mm. the intersection and saying that must be the most beautiful place in the he world.
3: Because he was embarrassed because it was actually Stephen he was infatuated with. <laughs> It's quite so in simple. That, in that you know, living arrangement, which to...
2: one dried the other's hair, and which one sang songs? I was,
3: you don't want to know.
2: I'm curious. Like was was Duffy up. just over Paige's Page's head, just drying, and, and Page was like singing? If yeah.
1: I had a million
3: dollars, and, it so. was. <laughs> <laughs> was that the McDonald's theme song? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
3: coming up.
0: Actually, the McDonald's <laughs> songs coming. <up. laughs> it's a... So, it. so there is a trouble with Tracy with this with this song. There is, is there? No. And what is really? it? What is it, Tracy? Okay. The fa- the, fa- the, fact probably that the guy
1: the is just too good stuff.
2: for you. He's too nice. No. He's just too yeah. awesome. And oh, the song and pure. is
1: too
3: good. I like the song too much.
0: <laughs> what the fuck is up with this video? <gasps> Poop mouth. <laughs> Uh, there is no way you're keeping that word in here. In America. Watch your language. Your kids might listen to this. Maybe. I don't know. But what? You swear. I swear. You don't swear. A cu- that's, that's that. You're messing with the dynamic right a now. A couple really of weeks quiet. ago, we discussed yeah. It's All Been <laughs> Done and discussed what a horrible video that one was. This one is a bigger train wreck than that. I what? Yeah. What is the story that he's trying to tell with this video? The other one was just a bad story. I don't even know what the story is on this one. But you're trying to make
3: sense of a video. Do you realize that no video actually makes sense to any That's of That's not true. Songs?
0: <laughs> there are some very good songs with video uh, videos that songs with videos that make sense. Pinch me. God, I hope so. You can god put I on hope one so. hand.
2: Cuz I'm making one right. <laughs>
3: Sorry. <laughs> I meant like professional <laughs> artists.
2: I just sold an album the other day off my Bandcamp page,
0: Punk. That makes me a professional. <laughs> uh, all right, no, but I did. You guys see the video for this song?
2: I, I, you know what? Actually, I'm wondering if I did
0: now. So, Do, can we, we Go, go ahead. Goodall. I want you to take. I'm gonna send it
3: to you. Hold on. I watched it. I watched it. Yeah, they had a reference to Jane Goodall. In Is that there. what that
0: monkey was um, about? With the gorilla, because she looked at.
3: It's not monkey Shane Goodall watches chimps, not gorillas. Yeah. Of, Diane well, Fossey.
2: Was it Diane Fossey?
3: They, she did you know what? Trying to find a chimpanzee suit is a lot harder than finding a gorilla suit. Just so you know. <laughs> and images of chimpanzees are probably copyrighted. so... I
0: don't know. They wrote a whole movie, a whole other song called. Another another postcard that had tons of chimpanzees in it. Like Okay,
2: hang on, I pause for a second. My first question is why does Stephen Page look like a seventies 70s- star <laughs> in this video? Yes, that the stash okay. is definitely
0: another thing that's that,
2: yeah. what is, yeah, that's already I'm um, um, kind of disturbed and, yes, the, and concerned with this. Yeah. All right, we'll continue now.
0: How old is this song again? Nineteen ninety four, the year we graduated, oh, sir. Oh yeah, me too. Lord. Me too. What? Mm-mm. Did you stay back like four years? Nin- 94, Jeff. 92 was Gordon. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: is that how many albums you sold?
3: <laughs> Shut I up. I'm trying to watch a video. <laughs> that does qualify you as a professional. <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful.
3: Oh, love you. By the way, <laughs> love you too. We
0: show on the people we love.
3: <laughs> this video is
2: messed up, dude.
0: Thank you. Yeah, What's
2: up with the BNL guys just ascending from the water?
0: I don't know. glass, and they're all wearing blue with a blue background. What? Also, the weird monolith with the hole. What? It's a door. That they're looking—it's a window, but I—why? A monolith with a door, with a window. <laughs> once, with a, a once again, a yes. great new song that is destroyed by a horrible video. It's a '90s
3: video, man. I mean, what it is that? Expect? Yes, I mean it's very I mean, on. REM.
2: Did Stephen Page just single-handedly pull a salmon out of the river and give it to her? No,
0: that's the sure, that's the lead of the song that does that for some okay reason. Right. Literally in the song, pulls a salmon, like a salmon out and being
2: pulled out of her. Like, all right, let's yeah,
0: and presents it to her as a gift. And not even at the point where they're talking about frankincense and myrrh. It's it's some random other point in the song that they decide to do. I could get it if they did it at that point in the song. Like, oh, we're playing on the fact that he did this thing earlier and said this. It doesn't make sense there. I
2: do like that the gorilla actually beats in time.
3: That was pretty good. <laughs> that made me chuckle. <laughs> but From a guy who's been in L.A., and I've been on the set of a number of different music videos it has nothing to do with the music, usually. Well, I've seen enough. everything to do with <laughs> creativity and being wacky and weird and trying to get... Well, it's true. To talk about it. But at least... It's like, it's gotta like go on MTV, so... there,
2: There is truth there. I mean, that's... Videos are supposed <sighs> to represent, like, a different art
3: form. They're artists,
2: you yeah. know. Well,
0: yes, but can at least it tell a story yeah, yeah i mean yeah, right i, I want i want a video that maybe it tells a different story but it at least tells a story <laughs> yeah there's a point to whatever it is like she falls he falls she pushes him or he falls over a fountain while she's in a bee suit and then she just walks away from him yes this was uh this was a director that was
2: uh exercising some artistic license to make something that was artistically pleasing. He was,
0: so yeah, the, the Trouble with Tracy is that video. That that mm. like, that like should just disappear into a hole and never exist ever again.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's just for the video. It's not for the song, yes. though. So is it really a no, valid no.
0: Trouble with Tracy? It's not really
3: it
2: can, valid. Well, yeah, it can be, because this, the, the video is part of the song's release, so I, I get that. Like, that is... If, if you have a great song and you love the song, it would be nice to have a great video to go along with the song. Mm-hmm. It's with all nice
3: of, song. All about the 90s. None of them have oh, a I... video that went well. But...
2: No, 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 no. Runaway Train, Soul Asylum. Great video. Take that back right now. Soul <laughs> Asylum, <laughs> Runaway Train. Great video. 4 on Blondes, That's what's good. up? Great video. Take it back now. What's up? <laughs>
0: Okay. You okay. There
2: were good videos. Of, Smells like uh, Teen a- Spirit. A- Smells like Teen Spirit. Great video.
0: Okay. Weird, but great. Well, I was gonna say that one doesn't tell a story either.
2: <laughs> and, but they don't have to tell a story. I mean, as long as they artistically feel like they match the.
0: I I okay. So here's my problem with this video. I feel like they're trying to tell a story, but it is so muddled story. and it's- messed up that you can't even tell what the story is that he's trying to tell. And then it just comes off as a bunch of pictures that are flashing across the screen for no reason.
3: That's called a motion picture, Tracy. It's usually when they have a series of pictures going across the screen in in order of events. In an order of events! I'm, Thank you! Yes!
2: I'm, a, I'm about to edit a video, so I'm taking notes of <laughs> everything you're saying.
3: So,
0: <laughs> to tell a story... In, in okay. an order of events.
2: In order of...
0: Events. Mm-hmm. Got it. Alright, cool. That's but, what was uh, missing so in this was
3: <laughs> Filming a video does not occur in order of events. So so that
2: weird uh, that weird scene that I put in there with the squids playing accordions, probably not okay. Alright, that's it. No squids playing No squids
0: playing accordions, no squids playing accordions but... please. No. Doesn't doesn't make
3: Yeah, because then you have cephalopodophilia. Which is a very real thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. And
2: I really wish you would stop judging me. I meant to say incorporephilia, but that was... I really wish you would stop judging my, my fetish with octopi. They
0: it's, are it's getting, it's getting old. So <laughs> why don't we slip on... Why have one tentacle when you can have eight? Exactly. <laughs> Speaking oh, of it's... numbers, let's slip over <laughs> to ratings. No, 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 no. We can't. We can't do numbers yet. We can right, miss. We gotta talk about
2: we gotta talk about Duffy. Alright, so Oh yeah, both. we have not talked about, about Tintin. Stephen Duffy did a version of this song, and it is oh, vastly mm-hmm. different. And I think if you listen to it, you'll see my side, possibly. This is my challenge to the listeners. You'll see my side that the guy may not be quite as innocent as presented in. Or you will never
3: put it. us to the dark side,
0: Jeff. You we'll remember never- this. I'm this gone. was Stephen Duffy who who came up with this concept and Stephen Duffy was like okay I uh, I have feelings toward this girl um, and that's what this song is about i I think that his take on it is a little less um, innocent than Stephen Page's version it
4: wasn't long before I slept Sang her song while she dyed my hair.
3: J- divided, but I can't which side
1: I'm on.
2: So let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. The third line of Duffy's version is not it wasn't long until I lived with her. His version is it wasn't long until I Correct. slept with her.
1: Ooh. Which is
2: very different. So, he, you know?
0: which is very different. I think that changes the, tone I really, of the song. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, like actually. it, it goes from being just roommates mm-hmm. to being like in a in a sexual relationship. So, well, if she doesn't trust men, then
3: it can. It makes sense that she would just have them as a um, you know, you know? as a buddy that right. would do that with no so he uh,
2: had so he no had that one night or that weekend or that week
3: and um <clears throat>
2: she was doing just being herself and just um fulfilling a need and he just can't get over that fact he there's there should be more it should have been more than this and so he just can't see her side that i don't want to get committed i think that's good i also like the line that um but she thinks it's cooler mm-hmm. if we just say friends, it's changed it from is. the Duffy version to but, but she thinks it's safer if we yep. just and say he friends. He also changed the age for whatever reason, yeah. 13, yeah. thirteen instead of fourteen. Yeah. For whatever reason. Uh,
3: maybe legal mm-hmm. reasons.
2: Now, I love, love, love the bridge on Duffy's version. I know it sounds so great and so amazing as an acoustic song. I think so. I wrote a letter. Yesterday. Could be is what I to but there's something about that bridge that i do like it just drives
4: mm-hmm. and
2: i feel like that's where the anguish takes over mm-hmm. like i wrote the letter like she should have got it yesterday and there's like an anyway, in his me. version like I feel like that's his breaking point. Like, he just cannot accept that this won't go further. And, no. um, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not putting this wrong and no. I'm not being judgmental. But I feel like this is a guy that just really, really wants to be with this woman for whatever reason. His intentions are great. That's cool. But I just feel like at that point, he's reached up. That point of the relationship where he just cannot accept it and there's something about duffy's version that the intensity levels up on that and he's like um that electric
3: really brings I it into a really, angrier really
2: really yeah brings it up to the angry level which is that um,
3: like sounds like i'd like his version better yeah he's crossed the
2: point at that that or i keep saying point he's he's crossed the threshold there yes and um he does change the characters. He uh, makes it the relationship between uh, Lawrence and Vivian, which,
0: which is again is a very, much darker
2: relationship. Uh, very darker. That would be uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier and Vivian Leigh. Um, uh, Vivian Leigh was the uh, known for the star of Gone with the Wind, and and Sir Lawrence Olivier, uh, huge huge huge, huge actor, Shakespearean actor, Hamlet. Yeah, um, they had a very tumultuous relationship, um, which. You could argue doesn't fit the tone of the song, but um, well,
0: his t- the tone of his song maybe like he's right. painting a very different relationship and feel with his choices, especially with that electric guitar. But with the the song changes as well,
2: right? And I, and I did read a little bit about. It. I mean, I've always been really fascinated with the life of Vivian Leigh. I've been a big Gone with the Wind fan, and and um, uh, um. Just just an amazing career, and there was a, a lot to be said about the fact that after that, I mean, her career kind of went stagnant, and he was exploding and got knighted. He wasn't a Sir Lawrence at the beginning of, of the relationship. He got knighted. He was exploding. They did some movies together, um, but she actually went to, I believe, France to do a movie and had an affair, which she came back and, and admitted to him, um, really struggled with a lot of anxiety and bipolar disorder, and... Uh, apparently that was, um, you know, uh, a real strain on their relationship too. So it was a tough, tough uh, uh, relationship between those two really amazing actress, actors, and, actress. and mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting take to use them as your couple as opposed to
0: Juliana and uh, Evan. Right. Well, and it takes it from a, the the feel of the song is very eighties versus. I think that the the B&L version is a very 90s feel, yes, very yeah, alter- yeah. alt-rock version. So, again, they they reference an alt-rock um, couple, but it's also a romantic alt-rock couple, whereas Vivian and Lawrence is romantic, but there's also a very dark side to that relationship. And it started very romantic. I mean, it definitely had a very romantic start, very passionate start, but yeah. yeah. It's... Well, and there is one more change that we haven't mentioned at the at, end of the song. In the third mm-hmm. chorus, yes. That's he weird flips... One. He flips work and school, so he says school and work, and and then he changes it to work and school, which then requires him to change the rhyme rhyme, to lovesick fool, which it's interesting because I get the feeling like in Steven Page's version, he's calling all these other people jerks. All these other people that she's assessing, he's, he's the innocent one. There's nothing wrong with him. They're all jerks. Versus in, in Stephen Duffy's version. They're lovesick fools, which is a very timid way of approaching like that. Yeah,
2: I like pages' version <clears throat> better on that. I feel it's stronger.
0: Well, I think that, that the narrator in Duffy's version is identifying himself with that group, right. which is why he goes simpler into it and, and much more timid into it of, well, they're just lovesick fools, understand us. Versus I think Stephen Page's version is like, they're all jerks, I'm different.
2: Not everyone might see it this way, but I I hear it as two very different songs. I feel like the tone and the direction of the narrator and who he is is very different in the Mm. versions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't know that the two people had written it together, I would say that they are completely different versions of this song and completely different um, interpretations of the song. And by the way, if you want to hear a more in-depth literary analysis, there's another person that went into very in-depth literary analysis of this song, and I will be putting that into the appearances for this week, as well as a cover of this song by Twin Bandit done, I think, in 2011. I could be wrong on the date. And it's a much more relaxed and uh, almost country-type version of this song Someone went more in depth than us. Yes. Well, I think we went pretty in depth. They went different than us. I believe Jane is about marijuana.
2: (laughs) This is a song about
0: drugs.
2: She's married Jane. He's discussing his addiction.
0: See something about Mary. I told you. (laughs) There you go. There's the connection. (laughs) They were like, there's something about Jane. This song is about addiction. Oh, can't go with Jane.
3: Mary, Mary Jane,
0: Mary, Mary, something about Mary. That'd be a great band (laughs) name is Jane's Addiction. (laughs) Let's do some ratings. Let's simplify this down to some numbers.
2: This song, because we really focused on that line. I think that was the one that that caused us uh, a little bit of a diversity in our opinion. So this is on a scale of zero to five shoplifters. Ooh. And Stefan is going to go first. I am. sorry. Oh,
3: Jeff, you're so nice. I
2: know. You know, I'm a giver, even though you, you know, made fun of my musical career. And I'm not bitter (laughs) at all. It's just
3: beginning. (laughs) It's just beginning, Buttercup. You can do it. I have faith in you. You are unbelievably talented. You can do whatever you put your hands Uh, to.
2: How many albums have you put out, Sweetie Pumpkins?
3: One less than you. (laughs) Actually. so, <laughs> <it's> zero. <laughs> oh, unless Jeff has sold more that he's just not telling me about. I actually have sold quite a few of the albums, but we're not going to get into that. But... Okay, then. All I've right, sold then Sold more than one copy,
2: let's just say it. <laughs>
3: uh, so, whatever you've sold minus that amount, that's what I've, I've sold.
2: <laughs> Stefan, how, how do you rank yes. this song on a
3: scale of zero to five shoplifters? it's just an awesome song. Lyrics, even the lyrics, I don't see them as too dark. I see them as, you know, as realistic. You know, there's so many people, uh, men and women that are doing the same thing, trying to gain the uh, attention and the affection of someone else who just isn't having it. So it's very relatable in a lot of ways. I love how Jane St. Clair. it rolls off the tongue it's just beautiful, and the music that goes along with it is just spot on. It's just amazing. I-, I could listen to this over and over and over again, and it's just great. I love it. I absolutely love it. For my ranking, I'm going to rank this sucker high. Oh, I've got to give a ranking, don't I?
1: will yes. be good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> keep of a gun. Alright, how many shoplifters? I like Duffy's su- lyrics better than Steven's, but with Steven, his harmony, his pitch, everything just nails it. I think it's, uh, it's pretty much a perfect song to me. I'll say five. That's what? the highest I've ever ranked. We anybody. have found no, a, a five. Before, five.
0: Right? Wow, yeah. He's got one, two other fives on this yes, list. You... But that's... I do. Yeah, you do. have more, yeah, We looked at the scale last week. That's that's a five on every album now that he's that you've covered, Jeff. What do you think?
2: I love the song. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of Maybe You Should Drive. It's my favorite PNL album. I, I go back and forth as to whether or not I thought this should be the opener of the uh, mm-hmm. album because I don't know if it feels like an album opener. I mean, I probably would have started it with A or intermittently, but um, which are also great songs. Um, and I think intermittently was a five for me too. I love this song. It's a great song on what I think is a great album. And I know I've trashed from the guy in this song, but there are no villains in this one. I mean, it's like, I think I like what Stefan said, it's relatable. I mean, I think a lot of us listening have been on both sides of this. The person has been hurt so many times. They don't want to commit. They just want to push people away right now because they, they did. They're just not, they don't feel like, the, the, this person's gonna do the same thing everyone else has done. The other guy who's the nice guy or you know who's trying to, to, to break that down or break down that barrier or um, just wants a relationship. Um, I should probably keep character and not watch what's going on there. Um, <clears throat> so I don't feel there's a villain here. I do think the guy kind of goes to an extreme at the end. I do take it that way, but not I mean, yeah, you know, we've all done dumb things in love too. Everyone, I mean, not everyone, but a lot of us have done dumb things because of love um, in our lifetime. There are no villains here. It's a relatable song. It is gorgeous as hell. Uh, the music, the the harmonies, the vocals, some of Stephen's best vocals, the lines are fantastic. Um, I've talked about the rhyme scheme. I think it's great. Um, it's just a really good song. Um, is it quite a five for me? I don't know if I'd go quite that high, but it is high. Um, I got to give this one a four point eight shoplifters.
0: All right, four point eight. Remi- mm-hmm. Remind me about that in about two minutes when my Google Sheets reloads. Um, and it's a four point eight shoplifters. Yeah, because everything we re- give you lots of takes.
4: Well, it's I mean, no, it's just
0: ev- everything just re- just shut down on me. That's why I was like, oh. Okay. Crap. It's a 4.8 shoplifters. I'll keep doing takes for you. It. I 4.8 shoplifters. I don't need takes. I need my computer 4. to start working. 4.8 work. shoplifters. Okay. I've been shooting a video for a week. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I'm trying to pull up my, my thoughts on the song. I'm just going to have to kind of just go with it while my computer decides to have its little tantrum. I love this song. Um, I may come back to re-rank this song down the road because I'm having a hard time to decide whether or not this is a perfect song. With that being said, the harmonies are absolutely beautiful. Um, as, as a person who um, can identify very closely with this song in some ways... Um, as a person who shoplifts. No. <laughs> Jesus I think one of the things that keep coming to me um as I listened to this song this week was one of my favorite things to do, as, as anyone who knows me knows, is karaoke. Unfortunately for everyone that's in the car with me, I must sing in the car. Um And something that automatically will put it into the four levels immediately is if I have to sing the song when it comes on, uh, which is something that happened throughout the week this week, as I was listening to the song, I I think the song is vague enough, but it's also just specific enough that it's relatable. Um, but it's also generalizable to everyone's experience in a lot of ways. Um, in reading the things on song meetings, so many people had different takes on the song, but they were all like, and this describes me, this is my take on this song. And this describes something I went through. This describes me in this song. And, I think because it's just big enough, people can, in some ways, identify with this song, but at the same time, it can be taken in multiple interpretations. Uh, I think it's what I love about this song all the same. It really pulls at my heartstrings, and I love it. Can I give it a five? At this time, no, but as I said before, I'm going to come back to this song down the road, and we will see if I decide that this song is actually higher than what i'm giving it um so i'm gonna give it a 4.85 okay of course yeah, going to go
3: hold another decimal point over wow Throwing everything i don't
0: think we can do
2: that i know uh, this, this changes everything tracy i've been on the
0: show what's for almost a year and you never told me we could do two decimal points I've, I've given 3.75s and 4.75s and 4.15s. 4. 4. Did he ever tell you that, that we could do that? No, never,
2: no, he
3: didn't know that. You've been here while I've done it.
2: That's messed up.
3: No. And that,
0: can that is like messed a up. A 5.1485. <laughs> and no, I already got it in here that you have a 4.8. Um, what are your thoughts on this song?
1: This... It's interesting. I, I mentioned this before on the show how my musical tastes have kind of evolved. I wouldn't even say changed, they've evolved, they've grown. Because I still love the stuff that I loved when I was in high school. I still love, you know, like Soundgarden, Radiohead, Nine Inch Nails, and all that stuff. But I have come to appreciate so many more styles and so much more um, that I would have waved off when I was younger. And uh, this song, I don't think I would have hated it when I was younger, but I think I might have like been like, ah, you know, it's sentimental, blah 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 blah. <laughs> um, interesting how time can change a man because I really like this song. Um, it's one. Of the, it's another one. We're continuing this uh, trend lately that we've had of me really appreciating songs because of the lyrical content. Um, it's not a bad song musically, by any stretch of the imagination, but I probably would have given it like a 4.2. It was definitely going to be a 4, it's a solid song, uh, but I was thinking like 4.2, maybe 4.3, but because of the lyrical content, I have to go a little higher. Um, so let's talk lyrics for a bit, and I, I, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about this, uh, because for me, personally, especially when I heard the line, only cowards stay while traitors run... <laughs> For me, based on my personal experience, that is an excellent representation of how it feels to be in a relationship with someone with borderline personality disorder. Uh, they create something called double binds, which are kind of like no-win scenarios, right? No matter what you do, you're wrong. Uh, so imagine being in a relationship with someone who continually comes up with new Kobayashi Maru tests for you. You never feel comfortable. You can never let your guard down. Uh, that one really hit home with me. Also, I I'd bring her gold and frankincense and myrrh, she thought I was making fun of her. Again, I know this feeling. People with BPD often intensely dislike themselves or go through periods where they do and they feel like if someone loves them, there must be something wrong with them. Uh, so they are suspicious. The fact that you love them makes you suspicious. Um, my ex with BPD also kept us in, like, a weird relationship limbo after we more or less broke up officially. She wanted to stay a part of my life, but didn't want me to see anyone else. Eventually, she kind of cyberstalked the woman who is now my fiancé, uh, <laughs> and tried to, like, lie to her to break us up, and after that, I just cut off all contact. But I do look back on the good times we have with a certain amount of bittersweet, misful melancholy. It's, it's interesting. Um, it, it's... It was a very intense few years in my life with a lot of really high highs, but when I look back, the low lows were way more prevalent. So, you know, (laughs) in in the end, uh, I I wish her well, and uh, I don't want any contact, but, like, I wish her well, but it was definitely the right move to to just move on. But I get that kind of feeling, and I don't know, maybe I'm projecting here, but uh, I got that kind of feeling. It sounded very much like that kind of situation for me. Uh, Did you pick up any of that, or...
0: Well, it's interesting. We each picked up, I think, slightly different Mm. takes upon the song, um, depending upon, I think, our own past experience. I think this is one of those songs that is specific enough that it hooks you, but it's general enough that it allows you to project your own thoughts and feelings onto the song and then connect with it and go, that's
4: me.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it takes two to tango, and you know, I, you know, I, I just spoke a little bit about my past relationship, but looking back, I have my own, uh, my own guilt to admit to as far as mistakes made, um, and I learned a lot from it. I think I grew as a person and became much more understanding and patient as a person as well. But um, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, not unusual for a page song. I'm assuming he wrote it. Uh, we have an unreliable narrator. Uh, page Duffy. That continues my trend as loving Paige Duffy songs the most.
0: Yes, it does.
1: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me actually. I guess in retrospect, that's cool. Uh, that's cool. Uh, I'll have to, you know, I'm gonna at the end of this, I will have to make a kind of an analysis of all that. But they really seem to work well together. I would. I wonder if have they done anything with just the two of them outside of BNL after after he left.
0: Yes, okay. actually, his first solo album after he left.
1: I'm going to have to look into that because that sounds awesome. Not unusual for a page song, we have an unreliable narrator. He admits to shoplifting at her store. Whether he started doing this after their relationship ended formally or not, it definitely indicates something. Uh, And one line in particular made me really kind of sad and and, and made me think of something which I, from time to time, ponder. Uh, Jane is tired because every man becomes a lovesick jerk. This reminds me of the first woman I ever felt truly, deeply ass-over-tea-kettle in love with. Uh, she was Canadian, as it happens. I was the cliche, had the Canadian girlfriend. Um, and I remember everyone showered her with affection and praise constantly. And it was I was very young. I was in college. It was my first glimpse into how life is for women, especially online. And of course, it's only gotten worse in the past 15-plus years. It's, it's something, you know, as a man, you don't have to think about it. But, I, you know, Becca from time to time will show me her private messages and she's got like if you're if you're a woman, you will just constantly be assaulted with people <laughs> asking, hey, hey, can we have sex? <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's and it's ridiculous. and it's Yeah. And it's like, man, I don't even I can't even comprehend how that must feel. And I feel really bad when I stop to think about it. Like, I don't do that. And, and I'm I'm sure that a lot of people don't do that. But there are obviously guys out there who just constantly are like. It's like, it's re- oh, man. Make up for
0: all the what, people who aren't doing.
1: Yeah, it. and it's like yeah, and ex- exactly. its It doesn't matter how many how many people out there who are just letting people be. There will always be people, and it, you know, let's be honest here. There will be guys who are just constantly badgering women, and uh, it, it's something that as a guy I don't have to think about because it, it never really happens to me. It doesn't cross my mind, but it's something that I try and stay mindful of because I know. I, I and then when I think about it, like almost every woman I know has to go through this. I'm sure, and and it's a weird. It's a weird. It must be so tiring, and it must be so. Uh, I can't even imagine how that would just chip away at your self esteem day after day.
0: Well, and to have to figure out like which ones are the jerks and which ones and who's
1: sincere, are sincere, right? And, and the other thing it, it made me think of is like you know when I think about like sexual harassment and stuff like that. When I when I hear about the the devastation that it causes people with their self-confidence and like wondering how much of my success is due to me being talented and intelligent, how much is due to basically dudes wanting to get in my pants. Um, that to me is like, man, that must be devastating. I can't even, I can't even comprehend it. And I feel, it's just, it's yeah. something that, um, you know, I try, uh, as a, as a male <laughs> to, to be, you know, I don't, and like I said, I don't do that. I don't badger people. Obviously I'm in a wonderful relationship with someone who I love. I'm not looking for anything else, but um, you know, even if I weren't, that's not the kind. I never did that, and I I, I don't understand that uh, <clears throat> that kind of but it's mindset. Trying to understand the
0: female perspective of well,
1: that's the thing is like, like you know, well, okay, this is, this is going to seem like a weird analogy, but that same lady who I was with, who had BPD and and I, I cared for and loved very much, she taught me many things, and one of the things she taught me was that women's clothing does not have real pockets i mean some of it does increasingly these days you see more but like the first time i ever saw fake pockets and that's the only way i can describe them is fake pockets i i I, she's like here here she gave me a pair of her pants she's like put your hand in the pocket and i did and it just stopped immediately like at the first knuckle i was like why would you even put them on there it's a lie so like i know that's a weird it's a weird analogy but like my point (laughs) is that like As a man, I know that I take so much for granted. Uh, And, and like, to me, I don't have to deal with so many things that women do. And and that's a trivial example. But, like, something like that where you're constantly being inundated with people who... And you have to question how sincere are they? Are they just, you know, uh, do they just like me because they think I'm attractive? It's something that I, I try and keep in mind because... I I I really do want to be the best person I can be, and I want to try and make sure that I am understanding of where people are coming from, and it's something that because I am not reminded of, because I don't have to deal with it on a daily basis, like I'm sure many many women do. um, It's something that is just really important for me to try and remind myself of every now and then. So this is a, a, a great example of that where. You know, every man becomes a lovesick jerk. Uh, I just think of those memes where you see people like these, like, thirsty dudes messaging, private messaging someone on Facebook and be like, hey, 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 beautiful. Hey, 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 what's up? And then they don't respond. So like, oh, F you, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, man, like, holy well, moly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Traitors yeah. and cowards. <laughs> well, that, so, the, so the interesting thing is I made a, a reference to BPD there, but there probably is a lot of truth <laughs> in that. You know what I mean? So well, like, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I mean, it, it yeah. is the experience that someone with by with with borderline personality disorder that the that both sides would would experience. On the other hand, it is also the a yeah. tru, truism of living the female experience in yeah. to some extent too, especially if. I really,
1: attractive. really would love to hear Michelle's thoughts on this song. Actually, yeah. I think that would be I really would love cool to as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can only relate to it through my own experience, you know, but I try and be empathetic and I try and be mindful and, and I try and be uh, uh, aware and sensitive to other people's experiences. So for me, very interesting song. I think it's a quality ballad regardless. Like the music is solid. I don't think it's anything exceptional. Um, the way that I love, love, love like alcohol or something like that or just like the song just makes me want to jump up and like dance and I'm not a dancer and you've seen me dance <laughs> so, you know that's an exceptional song just musically like whether or not the lyrics are hilarious and funny and alcohol is like that and very witty um, so like even without the lyrics I would have given that one a 5 without the lyrics I probably would have given Jane like I said a four, four, one, four, two. with the lyrics I yeah! Good for a I mean, I like, like ballads.
0: Me, like, a four is a good ballad number. Yeah.
1: But so, the, so I was like, hmm, do I need a 4.5? And I think I gave um, Humor of the Situation a 4.5. And I like that song. I like Jane better. And I got to give it a 4.6. What, what was our rating system for this?
0: How many shoplifters?
1: Okay, I give Jane 4.6 shoplifters out of five. And I do so wholeheartedly. I think it's a really quality song. It's something that I would recommend to people. Again, it's a great example of the range that BNL have, um, because you know they—it's not like they don't do ballads, but like this is a really well done ballad with very thought-provoking lyrics. I don't know. It's just—it's—it'd be a great example of rounding out, like how how broad their spectrum is, and it kind of surprised me because when I first heard. Like the intro with the gently strummed or arpeggiated acoustic guitar. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'll probably like this one, okay. But it's not going to be, like, one of my favorites. And then, you know, the first time I listen to a song, I'm very concentrated on the music. I almost don't listen to the lyrics. So, like, the first time through, I was like, ah, that's pretty good. And then I listened to it again. And I started to, I, I pulled up the lyrics online. And I started looking through it. I was like, wow, you know, that's actually that's really interesting. Um, and I just liked it more and more the more I listened to it. So this is one where at first I was like, oh, that's good, but I probably wouldn't seek it out. I'm, I'm definitely going to, like, this will be on my, my best of playlist. You know, that's why it's in the fours, and it's even a high four. So, um, yeah, I can't put it up there with Brian Wilson, Conventioners, alcohol, the flag, but it's almost. Like, it's really, really solid. And, again, knowing now that it's a, a Page Duffy, that makes a lot of sense to me. Like, they are so good together. Um I'm very curious about that album now, uh, because I would love to hear that. So I'll probably seek that out. Maybe um, maybe you and I can do a little follow-up at when we finally wrap this whole thing up, if it ever happens. A um, couple yeah. of
0: things I want to ask you about. Um, did you see the video? Um,
1: I did. Well, I load up the video, and that's how I listened to it, but I tried not to watch it too much, because I thought I might give away the album. I wasn't sure. So, yeah, I'm going to pull up the video while you talk. I'm seeing someone banging with Twizzlers on a computer keyboard or a mixer or something. <laughs> I'm yeah. seeing uh, day for night like, or dry for wet uh, underwater with with smoke filmography and like interesting. Okay, so yeah, I this is why I didn't really want to watch it because I can see from the way Stephen Page looks that it definitely it's definitely um, yeah now. it's yeah. definitely and oh even Ed. Not a great look for Steve. (laughs) I think he was still finding himself. I'm not one to judge. I'm not saying he looks bad. I'm just, I I think he really kind of came into being more comfortable in his skin later on. Ed's like a vampire man. He doesn't (laughs) age. Yeah, I'm looking at this video now. I'm just playing it on mute. I have no idea what the heck is going on. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. (laughs) It kind of goes to this like girl and guy, but like it's not really telling the story of the song. No it's just he's picking off her beauty mark what is going on <laughs> okay this is yeah there's like a monolith with the king kong or, or the apes it's like a 2001 reference this is odd and I, I i'm a weirdo i love weird things um maybe if i watch it a few more times it'll grow on me but i can i can see where you're coming from here it's a little if it... it's a little disjointed there's a shot where like, she's having a picnic at the pool and she's got the glasses on. It kind of reminds me of Lolita, but she doesn't have heart-shaped glasses. So if that like if that was a reference, that's kind of cool. I would think they would have gone for the heart-shaped glasses at that point. I haven't I haven't experienced the, the video enough to really weigh in on it and criticize. Uh, yeah I, I think I like it more than the video for it's all been done. <laughs> Does she have webbed toes? This is weird. I mean, look, I like weird videos. I'm a, I'm a Radiohead fan, so uh, I, I like weird videos. But I don't know. This, yeah, I could, this one is a little disconnected. Not as disconnected as it's all been done, like we said. But uh, Well,
0: again, I like the fact that this song tells a story, and they could yeah. have just done a video that at least parallels the story enough that it would have been interesting.
1: Is this supposed to be like Adam and Eve?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't either, that's why I'm asking. (laughs) I
0: I, I mean, this is like a schizophrenic... Like a fever dream. Depressive (laughs) fever dream. It really is. But, I mean, a lot of videos in the 90s were, so I I have to give it that.
1: Why is she a beekeeper now? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Look, not every... Like I said, not every video has to tell a story, and and, and I, I... I'm a fan of weird videos the videos that use kind of abstract uh, expressionism and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I, I, I tried not to look at it too much while I was listening to it because I didn't want to get too many clues in. So maybe if I watch it again with the audio, it'll make a little more sense. Um, it's not my favorite video there, so I will say. yeah. <laughs> so
0: my other question is, did you listen to the Stephen Duffy version of this song? Because he put out his own,
1: no. his own
0: recording of this song
1: interesting i like it a lot uh i did notice though there were a few tweaks there was the uh, lawrence and vivian mm-hmm. uh, the one that i really they really stood out to me though is instead of being um she thinks it would be cooler if we just be friends he said she thinks it'd be safer if we just stay friends mm-hmm. oh the other one was uh it wasn't long before i lived with her it wasn't long before i slept with her mm-hmm. so
0: well and he changes the rhyme at the very end of the song as well from every
1: man becomes a lovesick. Fool, lovesick he... jerk, lovesick fool okay, so he changed work and the school school, the school work and work school
0: the, week before, the line before that to make that rhyme work
1: that's interesting I like the honesty of before I slept with her and safer if we just be friends but I also like the honesty and the self-effacingness of lovesick jerk over lovesick fool so I can't say I favor one over the other, I like elements of both of them Duffy Duffy's older than Page, is he? Is that uh, so? Oh, yes,
0: by about 10 years.
1: Okay. He that was makes the sense to me.
0: of Duran Duran.
1: Duran Duran, yeah. That makes sense to me because I feel like when you're still Stephen Page was probably in his late 20s, early 30s when he wrote this. Um
0: I would say early 20s.
1: Early 20s. Yep. Yeah, so that that makes sense to me because when you're still in that period of your youth you romanticize things more, you tend to idealize mm-hmm. things more, you put people on pedestals, and um, you don't... It's, it's not an intelligence thing, it's it's a, an experience thing. Mm-hmm. You don't recognize patterns in other people or yourself yet, Right. and then when you get older, you've seen these things happen time and time <laughs> again to yourself, to other people, you start to recognize patterns. So yeah, I... I would agree, maybe not darker, but maybe like more jaded or cynical, probably, yes. in, in Steven, Stephen Duffy's version, and more <laughs> honest with himself. And I think it's a slightly more romanticized in the B&L version. But I like them both for different reasons.
0: Well, do you have anything else that you want to add about this song?
1: I feel like if you listen to this as a young person, but especially as a young man, I feel like if you listen to this in your late teens, early 20s, you will hear it one way. Mm-hmm. And then in your late twenties, early thirties, probably another way. And then now I'm <clears throat> approaching forty, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it another way. And you know, it, it's one of the one of the things I like about a lot of the BNL songs that I really like are that it's evocative enough to bring to mind particular imagery mm-hmm. or connect to personal experiences you may have had, but it's still um, obfuscated enough that it is. is it's not one person's story. It's like it's like a it's an archetype of it's an archetype. Yes. You know, it, it's like a it, it's a universal story that so many people and that's and again the nice thing is that as a woman I feel like you could relate to this as well as as a man. But even though it's the narrator is a man, uh, I feel like a lot of it is because just because it's not from their perspective i think this is probably a pretty relatable situation for a lot of women yeah um so again i I really wish i could hear michelle's thoughts on this maybe we can puster her maybe we could just send her hey 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 on messenger until she responds (laughs) i feel like there's only so far I, i feel like i have come a long way as a human being Uh, in in my empathy and expanding my, my horizons and being able to, uh, to empathize with and and really understand the more, you know, the more experience I've had, um, uh, you know, just talking with women and and understanding what they go through, uh, this, it gave me a much deeper understanding of this than I would have had if I'd listened to it as, you know, an 18 year old, you know, kid or, or 20 year old college student, um, so I would really love to hear from her just to get a woman's perspective on it. But uh, having said that, you know, the best I can do is, you know, I, I've led an interesting life and met a lot of interesting people. And I, I've had a lot of interesting experiences. And and from my experience, this definitely re- can be related to a lot of kind of different periods in my life and, and you know, different people I know. Well, and and I'm going to uh, put this
0: out there. I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to put this out there. Yeah, please, please. So that please. We, we can put in. If. You are a female listener of our program, which I know there are several of uh, of you out there. Please, please. Send yeah. us in a recording, or even if you don't feel comfortable with that, send yeah, us. Yeah, just a, a type us up something. Yeah, of, of something that y- of your perspective of this song because we really would love to have the female perspective.
1: Too many dudes here. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> this is dudes yeah. analyzing a song about a dude that was written by a dude <laughs> about a girl.
1: <laughs> I'm a dude who thinks he's a, playing a dude who thinks he's another dude. <laughs> But I recognize the limits of my understanding I can never have that experience of living as a woman and dealing with that kind of situation so I can empathize and I can put myself in imagine but it's never going to be the same as someone who's lived that so like I would love I'd be very interested to hear from from a woman uh, if you want to write us or you know if we can if we can get even a, even a quick uh, uh, sentence or two from Michelle to pop yes. in if you, you can read it I would love that tracy. <laughs>
2: My green my green screen is wrinkly. I don't like it. It's
1: bothering me. Anyway, go as, as much as you guys have been
0: kind of all over the place tonight, what I have really enjoyed our discussion tonight. Um, <laughs> we are straight it, as an arrow. Uh, We're that's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just. Blinders I, on, we get to the point. We keep it on. We keep it on the rail. I was saying that we've had a great time tonight. I said that we were like doing a great job. I was gonna say that it's because we were talking about a specific person. You know, I, I, I like the. I, before this point, I like the conversation that we were a, having. But you know what? Next week, I think we should take another song with a very specific name. What name is that, Tracy? Last Dance of Mary Jane. <laughs> No, not that one. No, that wrong band. Um,
3: uh,
2: Peggy Sue. No, and I, I Barbara, Ann, Barbara, Ann, Barbara. No, Ann. not
0: Barbara Ann. Help me. Wrong Why man. is with all these girls' names? No, we're going with a boy's name. Um, uh, Jeremy. not Jeremy. And don't you dare say a boy named Sue, uh, or I'm gonna come over there.
2: I was gonna say Billy. Don't be a hero. <laughs> all
0: right, I'm just gonna get to it. Okay, I think next week we should talk Please. about Jerome.
2: Oh, well, I mean, I mean, I guess we should talk about a BNL song. That would make more sense. Than- no, when I, I
1: don't know about you, Tracy. When I hear Jerome, all I can think about is that scene from the beginning of Ghostbusters, where the librarian says, "My uncle thought he was Saint Jerome."
0: <laughs> well, I wanted that. You should talk about
1: that. <laughs> oh yeah, because
0: Jerome is about a ghost town.
1: Really? Okay. Well, that how appropriate.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Isn't that the city that people walked around and the walls fell? That was Jericho,
2: but, you know, it's close.
3: Isn't that when you ju- what you say when you jump off the hill? That's Geronimo. No, it's Ger- Ger- no
2: I, believe it's one, I believe it's one night and Jerome makes a sound and a tumble. <laughs> I think is what we're... Yes. <laughs>
3: well, you know. Oh. He's got... I no, that's uh, Samson.
0: <laughs>
1: We talking about no. oh,
0: <laughs> That's the name I say whenever that's I'm talking J- with you guys over and over again. That's a, that's
2: a, that's a J name. J-E. I mean it's literally right there in the alphabet. Yeah, right but
0: we have now. to cover Jerome first, alphabetically. Oh yeah, good point. Jehovah. <laughs> Frankincense and Myrrh they d- comes before Jerome. They don't-
2: Boom! Mic drop! They
0: don't have any songs named Jehovah! (laughs) Well, they should. (laughs) Well, maybe on the next album they will. But for now. Real nudes. Real nudes. Real nudes. You're talking about Jehovah and real nudes in the same sentence. (laughs) We're going to. Can I get a witness?
3: (laughs) Every line after this.
0: Send sends me to hell. So. Have a great
1: week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> at least it's warm there. Oh, Versus where we are right now. And I'll probably be joining you. Hey, at least you have electricity back, Stefan. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, so I have electricity back, which is good. When did oh, you get your electricity back? Is-
0: Lights, power. This is cool. Like lights and power. <laughs> yes. and... Let there be light. That's that's a few weeks away. <laughs> this is
2: what happens in states that don't have free thunderstorms, free snowstorms. I'm
0: oh, sorry. Um, you live in Pennsylvania. You really wanted to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
3: doing it. I'm not attempting it. Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget. No regrets. Maybe
2: one. I know scenes from that oh, I movie. I know the famous hair thing but the, the goo, goo. You know,
0: yeah, no, I mean it's gothic hair. <laughs> the goo. That's that's <laughs> me. Hold on.
3: Hello. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold uh, on. Uh, hold on one minute, guys. Uh, yes, Mr. President. Yes. yes I. Of course, I'm a star. No, Mr. President. I can't come <laughs> golfing this weekend. I'm sorry. Million dollars. <laughs> if I had a million dollars, that's a good I, I'll one. I'll be right back. Well, uh, he's... I, I think Jeff's on the phone with I the am, yeah. yeah, I gotta go take this. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't know if one. The one. <laughs> I, I don't know if we have a president yet, actually. Do we have a president? I don't think we have a president. How come everybody left? Everybody left. This is ridiculous. And there's Tracy who's pretending to be talking there. And he's got us on mute and blah, blah, blah. He's like looking up something on his tablet. And he thinks everything's cool. But that's fine. I mean, Jeff's off talking with the president. Probably the president's wife. He's probably... Not that. I would not with that woman. I'm sorry. The governor... (laughs) He's the gov. Pretty soon, Tracy's going to figure out that he's on mute. No, and he's not I'm not going to realize things. I only. On yeah, I took myself off mute. He took him off. Mute. Yeah. So anyway, Mr. President, got I can't come uh, golfing this weekend. That's all I'm saying.
4: So stop calling me. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football